Hello and welcome to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. And today is a full show Friday. This is the biggest show we've ever had for you guys. We appreciate you watching. We have four, four guests on the show today. I'm going to introduce our first one in a matter of moments. Uh, by the way, uh, the sports book is picking up steam. We got line changes. The Lions are now plus seven and a half. Yes. So if you like the Lions, come to the South Point. You're getting that extra half point against the Niners. I love that. So I'm heading over to bet that right as, as soon as we're done. A uh, lot of activities. We have the, the Mecham auction that we did a piece for yesterday that I did that aired on Sports by the Book. But you can also watch it under Shorts tab on our YouTube page uh, where I go over on my Vespa. I own... What? And almost wiped out. And almost wiped out. At the, yeah, I, I didn't want to give it away, but <laughs> wait till the end of the piece when I almost wiped out. But it was a control wipeout if my mom's watching and having a heart attack. <laughs> anyway, coming up on the show, we have comedian Carlos Alizaraki. I've never seen these guys more excited because of all the voices yes. he's done for cartoons. Very excited. We have Kevin Belenkoff is going to video in. And Kevin, of course, gives his weekly picks. He's been on fire. Gave Kansas City last uh -oh. week. Oh, he said it. Uh-oh. What? You're on fire is the kiss of death. Oh, no. Fade Kevin today. He's on fuego. Well, last week he had Kansas City. The week before I had Tampa Bay as a strong place. I didn't know this. Is that a sports by the book thing? No, I just pointed it out to Ann a couple days ago, or a couple weeks ago, because you did it to you did it to Kevin one week, you did it to Matt, and you did it to me. I think you did it to Alex, too. Well, and you should tell me that our, I'm... Well, we wanted to see how far it would go, <laughs> like if it's really the kiss of death. I, they're not telling me that I had a kiss of death. Anyway, also coming up, and then live in the studio later, we also uh, have uh, local sports handicapper Joe D'Amico. It's going to be a riot. Joe's coming up very shortly. Uh, but first of all, this gentleman is performing in the hotel tonight and tomorrow night here at the South Point in Las Vegas. You see the sports book. Niners fans all around the hotel already. But this gentleman will be performing tonight. He just flew in from Texas to be here. He does a Sinatra tribute show. It's David Halston, ladies and gentlemen. David, Yay. this is so exciting. I'm so glad you stopped in, man. Uh, tell us about the Sinatra experience. What is the name of the Sinatra it's experience? It's called the Sinatra Experience. Oh, my. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing it probably close to 20 years now. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, and now uh, here at the South Point. Yeah, this is your first time at the South Point. It is. But it you is. played Vegas before, obviously. I have. I have. Where, where else have you played in Vegas? Uh, Italian American Club. Italian American. Vinny! Everybody, <laughs> everybody's done the Italian American Club. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, damn it. Uh, um, so we're, we're glad to have you. It's a beautiful showroom over there. It's the best. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, it how, really is. how young of a person were you when you kind of fell in love with Sinatra? I have to just preface this by saying, my name is Frank. I am named after Frank Sinatra. I'm not a Francis, Francis Albert. I'm just Frank. But my parents were married on December 12th, which is Frank's birthday. Perfect. So I grew up listening to uh, everything. So how did you become a Sinatra fan? Well, when I was about 27, I was we, I was a newlywed. Okay. We bought a house. We were feeling like we needed to be adults. Okay. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to go out and buy some adult music right. to play around the house. <laughs> right. And I started listening. And I thought, wow, this is great. And I was just a fan. Yeah. I was just somebody that enjoyed listening to the Okay. Uh, listening to Frank. And, uh, but it evolved over time. And No, exactly. Now, obviously, now you have blue eyes too, don't you? I do. Oh, blue, those aren't contacts. Those are no, natural no, blue. no, no contacts. <laughs> I may have trouble seeing, you know, the, the fine print. But other <laughs> um, So when did you discover, all right, wait a second. Cause I, I can hear your voice. I hear the, it sounds, I can hear, I, I can hear Sinatra coming out of you. Uh, when did you find out? Was it, were you singing along with records and all of a sudden you went, wait a second. Oh, it was way further along in, okay. in, in, in life. Um, I, I was at a party okay. and, and they had a little karaoke thing set up and I knew one song. What song was that? Uh, I've got you under my skin. Great song. And so I just did the karaoke thing. And one of the fellas at the party owned a little, uh, wine cigar bistro joint. Okay. <laughs> and they, and he had entertainment on the weekends and he said, Hey, come do a show at my place. And I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I know one song. I only know the one song. <laughs> And he said, uh, well, could you learn some more? And I, I, I said, let me think about this. So a couple of days later, I called him. I thought it might be a lot of fun. I, yeah. said, I said, let's do it. And uh, so a few months down the road, we booked the date. Yeah. I did the show. And before the night was over, I had a couple more gigs lined up. Unbelievable. Yeah. So when that, well, by the way, first people's first show, I mean, a stand-ups or I maybe say, usually don't go well. You're booking gigs at your first show. At my first show, I did. <laughs> 
I did. Of course, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. You know, some guy walked up and he said, well, what do you charge to do sure. X, Y, and Z? And so I acted like, you yeah, know, well, I, I, but it, 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 that, that's all in the history books. Now. Yeah. And that was what, 20 years ago? About 20 years ago. Oh my, now where, where are some of the cities that you've performed? Maybe so have you ever been contacted by uh, any of the Sinatra family or, or, or you know, just. Well, probably fans? one of the most uh, noteworthy opportunities that sure. I had was I was contacted to do a birthday party. Okay. And uh, which back in those days was kind of a, a typical gig for me, a, a private yeah, event, right. corporate event. And uh, so we booked the booked the the gig, and a couple of days before the 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 event, the lady that hired me called. She said, "Dave, I just want to make sure you know where you're gonna supposed to be." I said, right. "Yeah, you know the directions." Yeah. She said, "Well, I guess I ought to tell you who you're performing for." Okay. I said, "Well, who would that be?" She said, "Barbara Sinatra." Oh my God! So I performed for Barbara's uh, birthday party, and that's one his ex wife. That was his late. That's late his, wife. That was his yeah, widow. His widow. And. Uh, and so, uh, I thought, well, you know, I better not screw up. <laughs> oh my. And was she, what did she say to you? After she was the delightful. She said it was, she thought it was wonderful. And, wow. um, and w during my way, she broke into tears, hopefully for the, the right reasons. Yeah. 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 But it was, it was a great experience. For well, me. you know, my father, like I said, he passed away about five years ago and uh, a very special trip. I, uh, he flew out when I was uh, filming a show here. And we went and saw the opening night of Ocean's Eleven oh, good. at yeah. the theater here. Yes. And then I had surprised him with the next night we went and saw one of the Rat Pack performances here, uh -huh. which have been great you know, show. been running nonstop. And I, mm -hmm. I want to say Caldwell, whoever was playing Sinatra, Bobby Caldwell, forget who was playing Sinatra, but it was a great show. So uh, obviously you've seen that Sinatra, in my opinion, probably next to Elvis, there's probably more demand for people to see these kind of live shows like Sinatra tribute experiences like you do quite a bit. And, 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 you know, and part of it is due to the extensive song book. Uh, yeah. Frank recorded uh, between 1938 and 1998, over 1300 songs. And you have them all memorized now. Got them amazing. all. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> tonight. From one to 1600. <laughs> yeah. What can people expect if they come see the show, which is at the, what are the times of the shows by the way? Seven thirty, both nights. Okay. So tonight at seven thirty. Tomorrow night, 7.30. Okay. And um, we've got a wonderful uh, lineup of world-class musicians. Oh, man. Uh, the best ever. In fact, uh, uh, on the bass, we've got Bob Sachs, who plays here regularly for the uh, Dennis Bono show. Bob was, right here, uh, right, yeah. Bob was Wayne Newton's uh, bass player. Come on. And, as well as a number of other uh, stars that pass through this town. On drums, we have Bob Kamel, who was Frank Jr.'s drummer for 40 years. Wow. And uh, he's just amazing. We've got a new uh, just prodigy piano player here in, in, in this town named Patrick Hogan on the, on the keys. Okay, local guy. That's local good. guy. And then we've got uh, three wonderful horn players that are going to blow it out the, out the door. <laughs> I thought you wear a tux? What do you, what do you... Oh, yeah. I'll have on my little bow tie. And... Frank. Now, Frank liked to also have two fingers of uh, Jack Daniels during a show, right? Right. Right, yeah. A little sippage, or is that more for the people? I like really show? big fingers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like massive no, I, big fingers, yes. We, we've got some a video to, of uh, Oh, yeah, okay, great. Sorry, yeah. I oh, was you so do? locked yeah. in. Uh, please, play it. We got... Oh, that's great. Summer. That's at the Italian American Club. That's the Italian American Club. Yeah. Touched your Wow, you know, my, my dad was a, a disc jockey on a Music of Your Life station. It was his last radio job. And he played Sinatra. And one year on the 4th of July, they had a big orchestra at Point State Park in Pittsburgh. And my dad sang Summerwind. So the fact that I just uh, saw you sing Summerwind is amazing. And uh, what are your favorite songs to perform? Which ones do you Well, i tell you what. The, you know, of course, all of, those, all of the tunes that most people enjoy, I enjoy those too. You know, New York, New York. Sure. And Fly Me to the Moon, those things. But there's some... There's some lesser um, recognized tunes that I really enjoy performing. There's one called uh, The One I Love Belongs to Somebody Else. Okay. Uh, we'll do that tonight. Okay. Um, these are deep cuts. Th these are deep cuts. There used uh, to be a ballpark right here was always one of the slower Sinatra because I grew up a baseball fan. Yeah. That's one I love. So I love, yeah, you don't need to just do the hits, right? Right. Yeah. We'll throw in a couple of things that'll that'll really give people a, a taste and ryan when he was a child at five years old his mom has a video of him singing that's life which she has promised <laughs> yeah. to send me and i have not received yet <laughs> but ryan would you like to sing a little of that's life for us? uh no i would not like to say i'd just yeah. like to explain yeah i climbed up the banister in the house and now i, I gotta ask you real quick about sports 
<laughs> what'd you say? I, I would climb up the banister in the house and jump off. Um, jot down in May. I jumped down. <laughs> You're a daredevil, yeah. too. So um, I, you said you were from Dallas to me right before you came on. Are you a Cowboys guy? It's I'm a Cowboys guy, yeah. but I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of mourning the loss. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Dak. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, we'll try again next year. All right. And how many dates a year are you performing the Sinatra experience? Well, the Sinatra show, we do about, uh, 40 to 50 a wow. year. Unbelievable. Um, uh, I have a, a, a booking company called Tribute Masters. Okay. In, in fact, if somebody wants to find us, then go to Tribute Masters on Facebook or tributemasters.com. And we have lots of other tribute acts. All right, and that's the best way to get in touch with you, or do you have a social media account? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But Tribute Masters would be the place to Tribute go. Masters. All right, this was a big thrill for me. I appreciate you coming in. Uh, the show's tonight, 7.30, here at the South Point, in the showroom tonight, Friday, and tomorrow, Saturday. I'm sure it's going to be killer, man. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having uh, me. Dave Halston, make sure you check. This is going to be great. Sinatra Experience. Thank you for stopping in, Dave. Thank wow. you. Thank That's you, uh, unbelievable. So we weren't sure uh, if David was coming. It was a mis- but he showed up. I come right at the it door was, and yeah. he shows up. Dave, thank you so much. Very awesome for coming in. That's amazing. All right, let me grab my headphones now. Next guest coming. Ann in. always tells me. Ann always tells me if my uh, if I can see the guest, that means they can hear what I'm saying. I want to preface this intro by saying to Carlos uh, that we've never had Ryan and Jerry and Sean, the three guys who work on the show. Never more excited for a guest on oh, this program than so you, Carlos. Yeah, wow. I'm telling you, Carlos. Listen, you may know him from Reno 911, where he's Garcia, <laughs> Rocco from Rocco. Uh, Rocco, it's Rocco's Modern Life. Mr. Crocker and the Fairly Odd Parents. I'm fine. Uh, Ryan, by the way, was looking through your IMDb page and went, "He's Spyro! Oh my God!" Yeah, no, my Carlos, girlfriend yeah, loves, the OG. loves Spyro. Carlos Alazaraki's here. Carlos, yeah, yay, thank Carlos. you. Yeah, watch out for Nasty Nordic. Apparently, drives people crazy. <laughs> okay, I, you can yeah. see oh Ryan. Now look at Ryan. Now this. <laughs> oh my God, that's we've awesome. never seen Ryan, that our producer, so awesome. like this. Carlos, yeah. he's been freaking out. And and Jerry also when they started going through the IMDb page, they're like, "Why didn't you tell us he did all these?" I'm like, "I sent the yeah. bio to you guys, but." Man, once yeah. they dug deep, man, they're just so excited. No, that was so good. Yeah, nasty orc is toast. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's fun. I'm doing actually. I'll be in Pasadena this Sunday for the Pasadena Comic Con. I think Tom Kenny Kenny's going, so that line is going to be huge. The SpongeBob, but, uh, yeah, yeah, with some fairly odd parts, folks. Uh, Butch Hartman, the creator, Darren Norris, Suzanne Blakesley, Gray Delisle, and myself. I don't think we have Tara Strong, but yeah, going to these cons is a really great reminder that people dig the stuff that you do. I got to say that my biggest, funnest moment this year in L.A. is I'm, uh, I know the actor Jesse Plemons. I know his work. Oh, He's, yeah. you know, Friday Night Lights, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, and yada, yada. I'm in the gym, and I walked up to him one day, and I said, hey, I'm a big fan. You're excellent. And a couple of months goes by. He's working out. He's working out. He's working out. I asked him about a scene he did with a friend of mine for Friday Night Lights. Oh. And he says, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. And he goes, oh, and by the way, Reno 911. And I was like, oh, my God. That's the best. He knows what I do. <laughs> he knows Kramer. He knows what I do. <laughs> he knows what I know. He's very fun. That's unbelievable. Now, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm a giant massive. And I text you this. I'm a massive Family Guy fan. And you were Mr. Weed. So yeah. th- that, I mean, Family Guy uh, to me. See, that I went nuts because I know you from as Mr. Weed. But these guys were going absolute bizarre. So, or yeah, my, bonkers. My childhood. Wizard. Yeah, it is. It, it, it it's it's really, it's uh, yeah. You you can be altruistic and sound like it's it doesn't mean anything. But when people come up to you and say, "Hey, when I was a co- child, or when I was in the hospital, or overseas, or whatever," and this wow. cartoon or this show helped me, you're like, "Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It's a pretty amazing thing." Now, absolutely. So, now, we're, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get on to. I see behind you, hanging there, there's a towel that says San Francisco, ladies and gentlemen, over there. And the other side is Denver Broncos. This was 2010 in London, England. We went on a trip to meet our friends there um, and announced that we were pregnant with our first child. And uh, my friend is a big Florida Gators fan. So he got us tickets to see uh, Tebow uh, play the 49ers in Wembley that day. And so it's a San Francisco scarf on one (laughs) side. Broncos, 10 pound. Can't do any better than 10 pound. (laughs) So I bought this scarf and I and I have it. Oh man, I'm still the word Tebow still upsets me because of the the loss yeah. of the, the as a Steeler fan. The Steelers, are- one completion in overtime, game over. So, game over. Yeah, a game over. So uh, Jimmy Vaccaro just popped his head in here and told us that the line on the San Francisco Detroit game has moved to seven and a half. 
So wow. that's a big jump here in Vegas, right? That's because now... Debo showed up to practice yesterday. <laughs> yep. okay, Literally. Exactly. Yeah, I thought you said Tebow for a second. I was like, Tebow, yeah. Debo, Tebow oh, showed up. Oh, yeah. So... Tebow Samuel. What a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how are you feeling this weekend, and where are you watching the game? So the, the con, you're not going to be doing the signings during no, the No, uh, I'll be, you know, the con goes till 5. It probably probably will slow down till 4. Kickoff, I believe, is 3.30. So I, I'm at least going to catch... The second half, if not, if not at least, 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 least the last quarter. Right. Uh, I'm kind of better that way. I got really nervous the last game. Obviously, I do a show with Tom McClain, your yeah. buddy, our buddy, and Steph Sanchez, who does the best Nick Bosa impression. Check out Stephanie Sanchez on any of her handles. Wait, she does but the best what impression? The, the best Nick Bosa. Oh, Nick Steph, Bosa. Uh, oh, God. Steph49K is her Twitter. Okay. She does all kinds of shows. Her Bosa is, yeah, we're just going to... Get the team um, <laughs> hyped up for this weekend, and uh, yeah, she, her it's it's eerie, it's fast. Okay. But um, yeah, you know, we said on our show the other day we do a show for the PSF Professional Sports Fan app, and I said uh, it was incorrect about Detroit. I said twenty four ten. I think even though it's not going to be rainy, I believe like they do in soccer. Uh, LAFC, they're going to wet down the field because Detroit is a dome. I'm telling you, they're going to pregame wet down that field because the 49ers now have the right cleats after seven yeah, quarters. Right. Um, golf outdoors on the road, not as good. You know, they remind me of the best show on turf, the Lions, but yeah. I think our defense finally shows up. Ambry Thomas can't possibly play any worse, knock on wood. I think uh, our pass rush uh flushes golf to the left makes him go to left not stand in the center of the pocket uh and i think a run game next going and i think purdy has a better game so i say 24 yeah. 10 san francisco but i'm nervous all right you're taking what? the niners and the under all right just for everyone wondering uh, yeah now if they go to the super bowl it's played right down the street from here it's about six miles yeah. from us here at Allegiant. i went to a game oh okay there you go now would you, if they go to the super bowl is this like a goal for you to get to the super bowl to see them play or have you seen them play in the super bowl i don't know no, it's not a goal. I'd, I'd rather watch it at home. I went to Allegiance <laughs> to see the Jets game this year. It was yeah. a lot of fun. My brother's a, uh, my friend is a big, big Raiders fan. My my brother's a Rams fan. Um, but I loved Allegiance. I stayed at the um, I stayed at the Hampton Inn on Tropicana on the on the right side of the bridge. So I just popped yeah. right over through that lovely neighborhood. It was okay. Um, <laughs> right past the Hustler and uh, right back yeah, there. <laughs> and I was fine. Yeah, I have a membership there. Uh, great, great hamburgers. Um, <laughs> But no, I liked Allegiant. I would not go. I think it would be too much of a zoo. The prices would be through the roof. Uh, I'd rather watch it at, at, at home. I'm going to a Super Bowl party. So hopefully it will be um, the Niners against uh, God. And that's somebody yeah, asked me today. Thinking, Pick yeah. your poison. If you get past the Lions, you want Mahomes, you want Jackson. I got to say, I, I want Jackson over Mahomes because Mahomes has always beaten us. And Jackson still has that thing that he needs to prove. Jackson is the Steve Young of the NFL, although he didn't have a Montana that preceded him. He had Trent Dilfer right. <laughs> um, and, and Flacco, who yeah. won Super Bowls, I guess. Yeah, he but, won one. <laughs> Dilfer, no, Dilfer was for Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. But uh, oh, that yeah, wrong I quarterback. Get it mixed up. I always get it mixed up, too. Yes, exactly. Flacco, Flacco. Right, exactly. So, um, yes, I, I, I would love to see the 49ers play the Ravens uh, in a rematch. Uh, I just think, man, Mahomes is evil. Uh, you just don't want to play that guy. Yeah. And if the, there is a team that can beat him, it's the Ravens at home with that defense. Uh, yeah. They're they're pretty sound. So, uh, and listen, Detroit. Are, uh, my good friend Rob Paulson, the voice of Yakko, Animaniacs, oh, yeah. Mark Chang on Fairly Odd Parents, many other voices. Ho These Jose and like, uh, Jerry's just dropped his head and 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 he just went, oh right? my god, he's losing his mind. Yeah, One of the well, guys Rob just... is a huge, huge Detroit citizen. So Red Wings, Lions. I will be disappointed. However, you gotta love that story for Detroit yeah. and Campbell who played on an 0-16 team. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is another Lions yes. fan. So, yes, if there's a team we have to lose to, if it <laughs> must go that way, let it be the Lions. And, of course, I would root for the Lions against Did you Ravens see what happened at the, at the Red Wings game last night? The crowd just broke into a Jared Goff chant during the Red Wings oh, game. Awesome. So if you're telling me Detroit's not fired up for their going, Jared Goff, I mean, they're ready to go, man. It's I, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, look. As a Steeler fan, we have six Super Bowl yeah. rings. The Niners yes. have five. So do I want to see them get to six and ties with the Patriots? But if you're playing the Ravens, I'll root for you to win six. I can't see Baltimore. I don't want to see Baltimore win. 
You don't want to see old Aussie Newsom have no. uh, success. No, and I grew, um, listen, I grew up the Niners. I loved the Niners as a kid because Joe Montana okay. was from from the area. But I like Dwight Hicks, uh, Ronnie Law. Yeah, I met Dwight, I, and, and you wrote me that you 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 met Ray Wershing, who I had his football yep. card, and I loved Ray Wershing was the kicker. Yep. And you met Dwight Hicks. So who were some of the Niners you met that really uh, left an impression? Because you go back to the John Brody days, as you were saying. You're, you're no, a John Brody keys our stadium. Yeah, Ted Qualick. Uh, then we lived for Shriver as the quarterback. Scott Bull was one of our quarterbacks, but, um, yeah, my brother was a Ram fan. And so he was my big brother. I was Jack Snow. I was a Ram fan. And yeah. then my dad started liking John Brody and the Niners and I jumped ship. Um, but yeah, uh, the only two that I did happen to meet in person were Ray Wershing and, uh, Ray Wershing just looked like a bartender. Like, what'll it be? <laughs> he just he was like, a portly gentleman. Yeah. He didn't look he like a was football player. He like Crosby, Stills and Nash looking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was great and Dwight Hicks I, uh, there's a guy named Robert Alberino who's now back with the Kansas City Chief and does all their video productions okay. uh, with uh, Nibble, Rob Nibble the actor what's his name and uh, our friend uh, the handsome guy Paul Rudd they're both Chiefs fan and <laughs> yeah, Alberino did this special yeah. that Tom McClain was part of and so part of that was me recording and Dwight Hicks coming in to interview me about my voiceover career and I was like oh my god it's Dwight Hicks <laughs> and he is the nicest most intelligent, most well-spoken person that I've met in my wow. life. And it was wonderful. It was, yeah, you're like a kid when you meet, oh, when absolutely. they say, don't meet your heroes, meet this hero. That wow. was a great. And there was also a guy named Eric Wright, right? Was there another? Yes, to, Eric I, Wright. Carlton Williamson yeah. was on that and, team. Uh, uh, Earl Cooper, the tight end, yeah. scores the first touchdown against the Bengals. Remember, and this is the moment. Remember that? Sorry, Sports, go ahead. No, I remember that Sports Illustrated cover. I think it was Earl Yeah, Cooper, he's jumping up and down. Yeah, yeah, about, I remember that. Yes, about to spike it. But anyway, what were you going to say, sorry? This is the moment I, I, I told my podcast that I wanted to happen, which was 35 years ago today, 1989. We win the Super Bowl. Former quarterback coach Sam Weish is the coach of the Bengals. Bill Walsh wins, runs up to the game after the game and says, I love you. And Weish says, I love you too. And I said, I wanted to see that happen with Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryans this year, but uh, that won't happen. That is no yeah. longer a possibility. But I thought, wow, that would be a great bookend yeah, for former been. coaches to face each other. But you know, those, uh, I, I, I love the Harbaugh family. I, I just love them both. Yeah. What do you think and about so, him going to the chargers? Uh, that's, that's not in your conference. So that's, okay. I, we you called can... it on the podcast. And yeah. A lot of people assume because of the quarterback Herbert and Harbaugh likes to groom Har He did a great job with Kaepernick, by the way, yeah. obviously. So I love it. I think LA needs to be relevant. I've been to SoFi twice for Ram games and it's dominated. It was dominated by Raider fans. It was dominated by 49er fans. And this was after they won a Super Bowl. So the char <laughs> go, charges go. Yeah. Need They need that fan they base do. to really get behind them. And I think Harbaugh is that guy. You, you know, the, I could see T-shirts. Who has it better than us? Right. Nobody! <laughs> and by the way, you when know? you were at SoFi, did you not find it incredibly annoying that it's just they have to have noise on some sort of music. I was, I sat down and I didn't realize the mariachi band was right behind us. So all yes. of a sudden the first time out, it was, it's like, Oh my God, I just want five seconds of silence. They wouldn't give yeah. it to me. Uh, before, it is constant. before I yep. let you go, Carlos, I have Ryan here, a super fan. Do you have any questions about any cartoons yeah. or cartoon voices? Uh, well, right? I wanted to point out the, the Batman shirt. He voiced several characters in Batman oh. video games and, and shows. Yeah. It's it, awesome. Um, do you have a, you. A, a favorite character that you voiced um, um by the way this is denis boanga he plays for los angeles football club he was the leading scorer i believe in the mls last year he's wonderful um <laughs> rocco is nearest and dearest because it was always my first you know he, he's just so sweet and likable he's like winnie the pooh he's really nice um and then mr crocker because i borrowed from the best i borrowed from harry shears montgomery burns richard dreyfus and gene wilder and turned into timmy turner fairies um because yes. he's so out of his yes. mind yes miss mother mother girlfriend <laughs> i really love my favorite voice and you sports fans will appreciate this exploding kittens will come out later this year based on the game oh, they wow. needed an animatronic uh rat to represent a restaurant from the bayou and i said guys i've got a voice and i did ed orgeron so we sound like this uh when joe burrow was good in the first half we like the way what, what we're doing on offense we got to show it up on defense get rid of the bat rest of the but i believe in uh, uh joe burrow uh, go tigers go tigers so i did a voice like that and that is my proudest new voice oh my his name God, is chorgle chorgle the rat Carlos, I will look out for that. Listen, these two guys, these are like two little kids over there right now. Jerry, who you can't see on camera, is dying right now. 
Oh man, <laughs> he's burying his, his head you. in his hands. You you have no idea. They wanted you to yell fair, but yes, he yeah, did we, it for we, you. We needed the fairies hey! for sure. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right, Carlos, home run, man! Or touchdown. It's our football football Friday. Touchdown. I'll say touchdown. Uh, Tom McLean hooked us up. You came on the show. Yeah, and I, thank I'm so you. excited for you. These guys will never have another guest that they'll be more excited about, man. So good luck to That's your it. Niners, Carlos. And thank maybe you. We'll, maybe you get a ticket and we see you in Vegas. If they Who knows? <laughs> it could happen. I love it. All right, and by the way, Carlos, where can everyone find you? Social media? You know what? At Carlos Ellis Rocky on Twitter. At, uh, more on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, at Carlos Ellis Rocky. On TikTok. I do have a website. I don't check it as much, but yeah. uh, basically Instagram and TikTok, I'm there. And you can listen every Wednesday. We're still going to do the show. Tom McClain, Steph Sanchez. Uh, we do our little uh, pro sports fan app podcast at four o'clock Pacific time. And we go on for half an hour and talk about 49ers football. Yep. And that's the one we've had Tom, uh, Tom McClain on and Sean Salisbury. Obviously Sean is the one who got us all involved. So, uh, and then yeah. I, I immediately uh, said, you guys need a Niner team. You got to call McClain. And then he brought Carlos Thank in. So yeah. Outstanding guys. Thank you, Carlos. Good luck Thank to your you. team. Thank you. We'll see you Thank again. You. Thank you, buddy. All right. Okay. I think I've uh, never, you so guys, incredible. Jerry burying his head in his hands. And you wanted him to do the fairies. And yes. by the way, you never know if, uh, you know, you don't want to put someone on the spot. Like, like, like Dave, the, our Sinatra experience. He's not ready to sing at noon. He's, you know, he doesn't want to do Sinatra. Thank you guys for rolling the clip in. So we got a little taste. But you guys, just watching you guys was the highlight of the year so far. Jerry, are was, you okay? Jerry, is Jerry okay? He's not he's okay. shaking his head. No. Yeah, that was. Oh, man. That was absolutely awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was exciting. Uh, and he's a huge fan. And boy, does he know his stuff, right? He knows. Yeah. And he yeah. knows the old Niners. And uh, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna prepare for a minute. Let's do our collage real quick before and do Kevin. Do you uh, wanna do I that? Don't, I don't think we have the collage. Oh, we yet. don't have the collage. Do we have Kevin? Kevin. No. Uh, I just unmuted. Did you do your Kevin? Kevin. <laughs> so what yeah. voice was the fairies? Which what is that from again? Fairly Odd Parents. Fairly Odd Parents. He's the uh, the teacher for Timmy Turner. Uh, okay. That is like obsessed with fairies because he used to have one and, then, and he uh, did it several times for away. you guys he yeah, did them all was, several times that was awesome and i never want to put like i said a voice so you don't want to be hey could you do the voice he volunteered like he He's did going them all. through them all he yeah. got them all that for was, you guys yeah. how many times will you guys watch this clip back <laughs> there's a good chance that that might be our most played short just from jerry and i watching it over and over again <laughs> Wait, look, tell chris andrews we might set a record for our short so uh all right that was exciting but i'm excited about this gentleman like you guys are for uh, Carlos, who did uh, voices from your youth, this gentleman has produced game shows and many game shows that I've loved. But he's also uh, a former world champion handicapper or, or champion handicapper. In Vegas. We'll get to it. And since we have such a packed show with everybody, I still wanted to get him on because our live commenters always are saying, where's Kevin? Where's Kevin? Where's Kevin? Uh, so here he is. Kevin Belikoff. Kevin, Kevin, what's happening, buddy? Kevin! Hi. Brian, are you excited to see me? <laughs> so excited, Kevin. That is excited. I love the Cal Bears sweater. <laughs> Cal Bears. Well, yeah, look, Berkeley. Cal Bears. 68. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. alma mater. Now, do you know sure. Carlos Alzaraki? He's on, he's on Reno 9. He's a stand-up. I've seen him many times. Yeah. I've seen him many times. He's actually, he even stands in sometimes. Um, you'll see him as a celebrity guest on a game show. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. we've. I know we met somewhere once before. But we had a mutual friend, so he does a lot of voices from cartoons. Do you do any cartoon voices that might entertain Jerry and Sean and Ryan? Does there Me? any? Yeah. Mr. No. Spacely no. or maybe uh, Fred Flintstone? Spacely. No, <laughs> Spacely's no, yeah, but do. There you go. That's yeah, I, I thought you don't put people on the spot. I know. Wow, you. I know you. So I figured it's okay. Carlos, I don't know that one. So I'll put you on the spot to talk football. We got conference championships. And again, yeah. I, you had last week you were on Kansas City. That was your favorite bet. The week before yeah. it was Tampa Bay. So uh, you always uh, and Chris Andrews, by the way, when I said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get Kevin," and even though we got this packed show, he goes, "Oh yeah, he's great. He's got you got to get him on. Got to have Kevin on." He goes, "He has friends in the uh, back." I'm talking to my agent. Exactly, friends in the back, and and Chris's office even always anticipate your uh, your arrival and your appearances. So we'll get you out here eventually. We're gonna get you to Vegas eventually. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know whether you can peel me away from the table once I'm there, but well, we'll figure that I, out. Listen, I'll be sitting right next to you. If it's Blackjack, you and I are playing I know together. You will. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, two conference championships. I don't know which one you want yeah. to start with, but go for whatever you want. Uh, well, let me start with the early one, which sure. is uh, Kansas City, Baltimore. Uh, I, I think the last two weeks I've said the same thing, which is like these games are tough. Yeah. But these games are, are tough. You got, I mean, it's the four best teams, I think, yeah. don't you? I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. I think I, they've proven it. And, you know, they, um, 
all the numbers are good. So if you handicap the way I do, it makes it a little difficult. But but you'll remember I was on Kansas City last week because they're an incredible underdog. And and look at this. Now they're getting four. I know. I, I don't. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, you know, Pat Mahomes, twelve and one lifetime as an underdog. Twelve and one. That's unbelievable. And then you have to look at even more underdog numbers. Andy Reid as a playoff underdog. He's eight and four. That goes back to when he was with, with Philadelphia as well. All these are against the spread lines. And uh, in Kansas City, coming off a straight up win as an underdog, which they which they just did last ten years, they are thirteen and six. So um, so I'm going to go with Kansas City. There are some good Baltimore numbers. Baltimore's at home for the third straight week. That's a good thing in the playoffs. You saw it with uh, Detroit last week. So uh, that's kind of tough. Um, and they've now this is one that I found really interesting. In the postseason, a home favorite that allowed ten or less in their last game. Yeah, they are eleven five and one against the number. But, but Baltimore at home. This is not just the postseason; it's the all the time. At home, off allowing ten or less, they are one and thirteen against the number wow. uh, since two thousand sixteen. Um, so, you know, I, I, the numbers for me point to Kansas City. The the you know, I can give you a million of them. I, I can't. You got to take the points. Yeah. You you, take the points I, it, listen, it opened at it opened it opened at three, and I went okay. And then you get the hook. Yeah. Then it goes to three and a half. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I today driving. I have four. It's now four. Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. And again, you're just looking at resumes alone, and you have to look at resumes. Mahomes, the guy, been there, the guy done, wins. Been there, done and that. You'll always be in the game. You'll always be in the game as long as as long as you got him at quarterback. Quickly on the total, it's really tough. I'm going to go over. Okay. The, um, Lamar Jackson and Mahomes have played four times. Okay. Every single one of those has gotten into the 50s. So wow. you're 44 and a half. You got a lot, you got a little room there. These are good teams. I'm yeah. going to take the over. Yeah, I th I think so too. And and I, the weather, we checked the weather in Baltimore. I don't think it's bad. It's it's uh, it's a chilly day. Ryan, do you remember that? You it's know, it was freezing in Buffalo, and those games kept going over. So, you right. know, it's, 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 it's tough to say. <laughs> it's um, tough to say. But again, I, I just can't. It's at four. And, of course, uh, right before the show, uh, Jimmy, Vaccaro, Jimmy Vaccaro popped his head in to let us know the Niners-Lions uh, game is now seven and a half. So, I think yeah. that extra half, that's huge. That's a, that's a tough one also. Um, I, do you know the last time Detroit won in San Francisco? Uh, wow. Ryan was not alive. <laughs> was it that long ago? Know, the year my that? parents were born. The year your parents were born. What you year know, was I that? I know that because the Brady Bunch was still on yeah. here. 1975. Is that right? Since 1975, they've been to San Francisco 13. That's me in 1975. That's what I looked like. <laughs> wow. I had no and idea. now you know why I crunch numbers and don't bat third. Wait, who is um, that? Who is that? That's Kevin in 1975. That was you? What? That's me in Little League. Now, 1975. I, now, why, you're choking up on the bat there. I see the hand. You, 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 yeah. Okay. And uh, what kind of hitter yeah. were you? Um, the the like 13th one in the lineup. <laughs> you know how they do that in Little League? The one where they stop um, the game and go, oh, we haven't put Kevin in the game yet. We got to get everyone's got to play yeah. an inning. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I did make a good catch in right field once, which is, was really Isn't exciting. that amazing you remember because, that? I, I Trust me, I know. Well, yeah, because when you're in right field, you don't do anything. So that's where they hide um, everybody. You know, that's where they put me. So um, you and anyway, Les, that, Les that Nesman and Les Nesman. That's where Les Nesman. Played, uh, really? WKRP See? when he caught the one ball. Anyway, so I'll, I want to hear the right. numbers. Sorry, buddy. So, so this is tough because Detroit's a really good underdog. Um, uh, uh, getting four more points. Detroit sixteen and four against the number. Wow. Um, but. This is a situation that's kind of the opposite. They were at home their last three, and now they're getting out on the road. They've, in the last 10 years, that's happened to them four times. They're one and three against the number. They're pretty good, actually, on the road off two consecutive games at home. Um, uh, and they're really good after scoring a lot. They, they, they scored over 30 after scoring 30 or more in the last two years. They're um, 12 and four against the number. So it's really hard to go against Detroit. But Oh, man, that last half a point just scares me to death. Yeah. Conference championship games um, that are played at home with a team playing the third game in a row, usually very good. That helps San Francisco-Baltimore as well. Um, uh, San Francisco coming off, it's a weird situation because you recall they won last week, but they didn't cover. 
And in a circumstance like that, San Francisco 13 and three against the number um, and nine and one in the last uh, since 2019. So for some reason, you know, they they stay in the game and they want to they don't want that to happen again. (laughs) This I also found interesting. Last week, the 49ers won by three. Okay. Do you know how many times in the last two seasons prior to last week, the 49ers have won by three or less? How many? That would be zero. Ah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how they do coming off the close game. Um, they are six and two if you go back, you know, three years against the number when they've when they've um when they've won a game in a close situation like that. Um this is another one that's kind of a tough one in terms of the total. Um the as an underdog, Detroit tends to go over um off that win of three or less, and it does go back some ways. Uh, San Francisco six and twelve to the under, so twelve and six, twelve of those eighteen games, um, and they tend to go under in the postseason. They've gone under in eight of the last ten in the postseason. Okay, so this is another tricky one. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to watch this number. Okay, if if it stays at seven and a half, I, I probably will pass. If it kicks back down to seven, maybe I'll jump on the Niners. Okay, the total. Uh, I guess I'd play it under, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in love with this game. I mean, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, it's going to be a great. Both games are going to be great. I hope so. Yeah, I um, think so too. But uh, so if I had to pick again, everything's tough. But I look at Kansas City plus the four. And All if you right. can get if it goes to four and a half, then run to the South Point and make the play. Because, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, four, four I feel like is a gift myself. So, all right, Kevin, I really appreciate it. Uh, We will talk soon. Where are you watching the games? Just at home? Stay at home, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, but for the Super Bowl, I'm going to be babysitting my 85-year-old mother. Won't that be fun? (laughs) She might enjoy the commercials. The woman that usually takes care of her had a nervous breakdown. (laughs) So now I get to have a nervous breakdown. (laughs) Well, we'll check in with you. We'll check in with you before the big game to see how that's going. Hopefully, you'll still be around. All right, Kevin. uh, I appreciate it, man. Play with you guys. We appreciate it. So the the big thing you like is KC in the over. That seems to be your your favorite. Okay. Yeah. KC for sure. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. We'll have you back. I'm sure very shortly to talk Super Bowl once we have the matchup. And uh, we're gonna take a two minute break. We're gonna take a two minute break, or should we go right to it? Let's go right to it. All right, Kevin. Talk to you later, buddy. All right, this gentleman. Oh, we got to. Oh, yeah. We'll fix that. So. This gentleman, now right before the show, now I just, while, while we're fixing to getting the mic all set up, he, count, he shows up right before the show. It's 10 minutes to show time. I realize I haven't printed out the script yet, so I had to run to the business center, get the script. Then I want to run up and say hi to him before he comes on the show. But our Sinatra guy, Dave Halston, who we weren't sure if he was showing up or not, who was a super nice guy, he's standing at the door. I'm like, are you the Sinatra guy? He's like, yes. So I never got a chance to officially say hello to him again, but he is here. And I want to say that this gentleman and I, we, uh, we uh, worked together uh, during COVID. We were on a podcast together with another gentleman here, loca- uh, here in Vegas. But now we are, this is our first show ever together, live, in person, together. Vegas legend, ladies and gentlemen. Joe D'Amico is here. Joe, yeah. you look amazing, man. I, I saw you. I get to the door and you're like, hey, I'm like, I forgot to print the script. And I'm like running across the hotel because we have a printer sitting over here that's not hooked up yet. Jerry's got enough on it. I'm going to hook the printer up. Will you? No. <laughs> I, I'll try. I'll try. Anyway, Joe, what's happening? Well, I'm honored to be here, Frankie. Oh, Thank hey. you for having me. Yes. And uh, you know, I always dress up. I have that. Uh, you look I good. have that Napoleon complex. God's got a great sense of humor. Made all us the scenes like three foot eight. We have no <laughs> war heroes. We can't slam dunk a basketball. So I make up for it by dressing well and wearing jewelry that would make Liberace blush. Yeah, so. exactly. Look at that pinky ring. My God, what do we got going there? I'm a Guido. You know, you okay. can take the guy out of New York. You can't take the New York out of the guy. Thank you for having me. You know, yes. sports fans, if I may, I want to say thank you to Please. you, Frank. Um, you know, Frank called me up. He says, you know, hey, how'd you like to do some fun stuff with us? Give Pass some on, good contact, yeah. content. And Frank and I have worked together before. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. I'm glad we're kind of a little farther apart. Last time we were on the same set, we were closer together. Just feeling my leg under the table, but that, that see everybody's last. They know it's true. No, uh, but we have a good thank you for having me. Yeah. And and I know that we talked about this, you know, in the months that you've been yeah. living here on and off in Vegas. This is one of my favorite places to be. The South, South Point. Point's amazing. I was just here the other night with my dad. We had dinner. We went to play a jackpot bingo. And I always this is one of the few books in town. That takes my bets without question. You know, I can go to somewhere else to put down a, a couple of bucks the way I bet. Okay. And, oh, let me make a phone call. Oh, we can't do that. We can limit you. Jimmy, Chris, and Vinny are three of the last of the old-time sportsbook bosses. You know why? They get it. Yeah. Sports fans, if I have to explain to you why you shouldn't wear a polka dot shirt with a plaid tie, it's too late. <laughs> 
It's way too late. They get it. They know whatever I win today, I'll probably be back tomorrow betting anyway. So they get it. But I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Thank you for having well, me. Oh, please. I thank you for being here. Now, how did bingo go? That was a big, it was a big tournament, right? Wasn't there like a lot of money? Yeah. It's like a hundred thousand dollar bingo night or it, something. Yes, you know, and you know, bingo is, for, and especially for a guy like me, yeah. you know, you know, I can, I give an aspirin a headache. So <laughs> I go up to bingo. I'm the youngest guy there by like forty years, and I'm fifty four, <laughs> and uh, just to warm up my vocal cords before the game, I go bingo, yeah, just to get a <clears> bingo, and everybody's giving me, oh, he's going to be the one, you know. <laughs> I case, I cased a few games every game, and this is a great bingo. I play like three or four times it's a year. It's huge up there. I have a million dollar bingo. I play every year here too. I hit a twenty five thousand on that once or twice, and I'm always lucky here every time. I did not win a bingo, okay. but I did come downstairs. I put a couple of bucks on the table. Mm -hmm. I wound up leaving with a lot more than I came in with. There you go. Uh, nice. I had to cash out <laughs> twice because I didn't want to fill out a tax form. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, uh, and I won a nice bet on a basketball game that night, and my dad had a good time. So, you know, I, I come here all the time. I love this place. That's lucky that you have your dad, and, and your dad comes out to the game. He had a good time playing bingo. And does, now, is that who inspired you, your sports your love of sports and maybe getting into the world of betting on sports? Um, I have a grandfather who's a legend in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. He was the first guy ever to have a crap game in Little Lily Chinatown. The wow. guy was a genius. And what you see in the casino right here, where you've got eight guys at a crap table, yeah. you know? He did by himself in Chinatown, Little Italy. Uh, there was a le there's uh, a rumor that he once owed 27 Shylocks uh, because he bet so much and he gambled so much. But in the 1920s and 30s, he would bet 100 across on a horse when guys were making $3 a week. So, right. And then my father uh, was a very respected horse handicapper through the years, and he retired at a very young age. He retired like when he was 45. We moved out here. Uh, we bought in December of 89, moved in July of 90. Oh, you've been here that long. You're yeah. 30. Okay. I had hair when I moved out here. <laughs> it was great. The town was a little different. And, and while I love, you know, things that get upgraded and whatnot, um, you know, there, I do miss some of the old Vegas, and that's sure. why I do love it here because so the, the customer service here is off the charts. Yeah, absolutely. Please, thank you, sir. Can I do – what can I do for you? If you look lost, somebody will take you to the bathroom, and if you're lucky, you know, they'll stay with you. <laughs> no, I'm – Wait, I can have someone else record me to the bathroom, and what, I don't know about this because I always have to go right before the show. Um, so uh, you're from New York. Who were your teams growing up? Who were your sports teams that you loved? I was born a Yankee. I was always okay. born a Yankee. You know, I still love like Gidry and Munchen. They were they Louisiana were my idols. Louisiana Lightning, man. They were, and I have a. You saw the picture of me and him. I was at the one game playoff in Boston. I was. I had just turned eight, and I was there with a Boston Suck shirt oh, on. Are you serious? How I got out of there? You know what it was? <laughs> there was a. There was some uh, some uh, mobsters sitting in front of us in the first row, and from there, and when I said Boston, I was yelling it, and they said, "Don't worry, kid." We, we, don't worry, kid. You'll be all right here. And nobody bothered me, but I was there. You know, Bucky, Bucky, Den. Bucky, F and Den. Yeah, I, I have a ball signed from him that he signed that to me. Oh and, my uh, God. and I have a Mookie Wilson ball too. I have them both in the same showcase because I absolutely hate the Red Sox. Right. Apparently. I, listen, I, I'm not gonna listen. I don't want to offend anybody from the state of Massachusetts. That's but all right. I don't even eat clam chowder. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. It's ridiculous. You know, I'll be on. You know, no clam chowder. They threw all that good tea in the harbor, and they got rid of the greatest non-Italian baseball player that ever lived. So. You know, they deserve it, but uh, <laughs> no. They, but I, I'm a big Yankee fan. I grew up a Jets fan and used to go down to the Downtown Athletic Club to watch the draft. And wow. every year I'd get my heart broken. And when I first moved here, it was like 90 or 91. I went back and I flew in for the draft. And we needed everything. Right. And they like, he drafted a kicker. Right. <laughs> I said, that's it. That's it, guys. I throw up my I'm hands. Out, I'm, I'm out. done. I'm done. You know, when you finally get, oh, look at her. She stole my wallet. I ain't dating her no more. <laughs> I'm done. I had to, I couldn't do it. But I was living here and I got into this, into the betting and whatnot. And, okay. uh, you know, the rest is history. Now, wait a second. Tony Canigliaro. You didn't like him. He was a Red Sox, but an Italian. Well, you got to feel bad for Tony C. Right. You, you know, you, know you, you threw me, you threw me the, you threw me the slider there. You know, you threw it to me early. How am I going to say bad about Tony Canigliaro? Yeah, you know, you got, this is about a Boston Red Sox. He was an Italian. He just had two or three great years to start yeah. out his career. Then he got rookie hit in the of the eye. year. Got hit in the eye and ended his career. He's but never you the threw same. me. You know what am I going to do? Yeah. Come on. But well, it was please. Boston. I thought you hated Boston. I hate everything, Boston. Okay. But what can you? By do? the way, I keep. I keep. All of a sudden, I'm doing this. I have been watching. I was up last night till about three or four. Uh, the Sopranos 25th anniversary, and I'm I'm rewatching. I'm on season three. So as soon as you start talking about that, you get you get like this. But you're you're authentic. I'm just half German, half Italian. Love you, mom. So uh, listen, we got a big weekend for games here. We got. By the way, you're on your own mug. Can we? Can can you see this? You're on your. He has his own. Ryan, why don't I have my own mug? This is Neil Portnoy. I've been Portnoyed. Oh my God, that's amazing. He's, a, he's an artist here in Vegas. As a, actually, he's a New England guy who's a great 
uh, collegiate pitcher. He's an artist, has a gallery here. Get out. It's an honor to be Portnoy. Actually, well, I've been given the, the trifecta. Okay. The trifecta. I've been Portnoy by Neil. Okay. <laughs> I have been asked by the Chamber of Commerce if I want to star on Las Vegas Boulevard. Oh. And I have a shrunken head at the Golden Tiki. So only two other people have that. I've all three. I've Wayne been to Newton, the Carrot Top, and me. <laughs> The three of us are the only will be the only three people that we've given those three honors. You can keep everything else. I always just want Vegas to love me. And by the way, my buddy was in town, took me to Carrot Top. I know you've posted pictures. You're in Carrot Top. I was blown away how funny the show was. Phenomenal. He was show. amazing. He changes his show like every month or That's two. That's what I heard, man. Yeah, there's some entertainers you could see. You come yeah. back a, a, like a millennium later, they're still doing the same jokes. He changed. Yeah. Excuse me. He changed it. Uh, on the daily, on the yeah. political My affairs, current the events. year before said fifty percent new material. Phenomenal, if you phenomenal. Fifty, that's amazing. I've got a couple of carrot top stories at the Golden Tiki that you know maybe we'll save for the end of the show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, the, I've been to the Golden Tiki. I didn't know you had a shrunken head. Oh, that's so, amazing. Mine was the busiest night in the history of the Golden Tiki. We had people at both the front door and the back door trying. We had governors, mayors, we had mops, you name it, we had it all there. It was great to get them all in one room. <laughs> then we could tell them, listen, we could threaten them with the RICO Act. So it was good. So it was good. <laughs> and Ryan, by the way, that's our goal now, to do this show long enough to get shrunken apple heads at the gold, or not apple, just shrunken heads. Well, you can get an apple Remember head. shrunken apple heads? That was the thing yes. you did as a kid. Yeah. I don't know. We, anyway, so we got two. We got the conference championships coming up. Uh, Kevin gave his input. You might have some different numbers, different source. Uh, what do you think? Which game do you want to start with? Well, let's start with the uh, the AFC, if you don't mind. Sure, I, I got a script. I've got a script because I got some stats. Go for okay? it, man. Go. Listen. Hi, my name. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still going to be lively, guys. Don't worry about that. Turn the volume down. All right, my friends. There's no question that these are two of the best teams, not just in the AFC, but in all the football. Now, I'm going to let you in a little secret. Come in close. Whatever you do during the regular season doesn't mean anything in the postseason. It's a whole different monster. The pressure is on. You know, it just doesn't matter, right. Frank. I mean, obviously you worked hard to get there, but the postseason is a whole different monster. I have a lot of friends that play, played in the NFL, played in baseball, played in hockey, played in the NBA. And you know what they tell me? I said, you know what, man? You hear the crowd. You feel the pressure. So prove there are money players. There are fun players. We'll yeah. get into that in a second. Um my opinion, guys, with all respect to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, when it comes to the playoffs, they fall just a little bit short. Now, you cannot ignore Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' success this time of year. You know, they are money this time of year. Now, I do keep hearing Kansas City can't be relied upon on the road in the playoffs, but sports fans, I like a very big butt. Ask my wife, Frank, knows that. <laughs> but they did what they needed to do. I'm going to get in trouble for that one. But they did do what they needed to do last Sunday in Orchard Park, didn't they? So against a very formidable foe. Yeah. Um, Although Baltimore took care of business at home against Houston, I think we can all agree the Texans are not the Chiefs, okay? They are just not. Uh, they, the team did co overcome some mid-season injuries to finish strong, and as far as us sports betters are concerned, can't, yeah, you don't need that I anymore. don't need to, sorry. I, do I need to, do I no, need to? No, take them off. Right, wow. Oh sorry, my buddy. goodness, wow. <laughs> That's better. even better. Now I know why you guys muted me. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Chiefs, they overcame some mid-season injuries uh, to finish strong, and as far as us sports betters are concerned, they covered both games in the postseason. You know, this is big, guys. Playing big when it counts, you know, it doesn't matter what you do in the, in the regular season. We're both sports fans. We see this in every in every brand. We see this in baseball, basketball, football. Teams that do great in the regular season, they go to the postseason, they fall a little bit short. Yeah. I think the Ravens deserve all the credit in the world, but let me get back to my beautiful script. Okay? Please. <laughs> all right. But I digress. All right. Now, what I'm about to say is going to contradict the fact that the Ravens do own the top-scoring defense in the NFL, but I have seen them allow points to some less-than-stellar offenses, and I've seen them over the course of the regular season, show some cracks. Trust me when I tell you the KC coaching staff has seen this too, okay? Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, their defense is solid. You know, they don't get it the credit they because don't. they're not an explosive defense, right. but they rank second in points allowed. They were 17.3 or 4. Don't quote me somewhere in that neighborhood. <laughs> um, you know, they've not allowed a single opponent to score in the 27th this year. And in today's NFL sports fans, that astounds me. Yeah, it just astounds me. I know the Ravens, they have the top defense in the league. But they have, they showed some leaks at times. Um, we know Baltimore tops the league with their ground game, but they do leave the, a lot to be desired. Where, guys? In the air. All right? And I think that's where this game is going to be, really, the difference in this game because the Kansas City defense will key on their passing game, slow down Lamar in the yeah. air, go on the ground. They got a phenomenal ground, but they can key now on the ground because I do think the Baltimore offense leaves a lot to be desired in the air. Um, I think they're going to contain Jackson and Ravens in the air. Slow down. I'm not saying they're going to stop their running game. Right. You can't stop their running game, right. but they're going to slow it down a bit. Here's what I really saw this whole week. You know, we I like the Kansas City three and a half. All okay. right. 
Uh, I love them at four. I absolutely love them at four. But with all the hoopla surrounding sports betting and pro sports now, guys, Kansas City knows they're the underdog here. Trust me, that doesn't yeah. sit well with them. Yes, it does all right? not. Exactly. You come into my block or my end of, my end of the deep end yeah. of the pool, and you think you're going to push me around? Buddy, I'm going to drown you. <laughs> and I think that's what's going to happen. I think this team could win outright. Yeah. But I'll take the points. You know what? I always err on the side of caution. Play smart. All right. Last week, I, had, I laid money all over town for seven days on Kansas City on the money line, and I had a lot of money. Wow. I had to, bring, I had to buy a new suitcase to go collect. <laughs> But I do like this team, and I'm not saying anything about the Ravens. This is a great team. They're not the Chiefs, it's yeah. and this is playoff time, guys. I know. I, when I saw this line open, I was, I was just telling Kevin it was three, and then I went three and a half. I saw the hook. I went, oh, I like that. And now four. I'm getting four. So uh, you like the Chiefs, right? I like the Chiefs. Now, I want you to know I love this going to the sports book. Yeah. And every morning you come into a sports book, and I'm here every day. This is my office, guys. I'm here every day. <laughs> Everybody's so full of pep and excitement at the end of the day. They look like they just got audited by the IRS. Why? <laughs> because the general public loses most of the time, okay? But I will tell you something. Do your due diligence, sports fans. Whatever side you like, do your due diligence. Shop a number. The, the difference between winning and losing is the half point. So shop a number and always take advantage when you can. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the NFC game, this game, I this one, this is a bigger point spread. Obviously, Jimmy Vaccaro popped his head in. It's seven and a half, seven and a half here yeah. at South Point. Depends on who you like. Uh, by, by the way, 52 is the total. Yeah. All right, so what are you thinking in the NFC? Well, I will tell you, uh, sports fans, at the beginning of the week, I caught six and a half on San Fran. Okay. All right. So now, you got I'm going to go through my, uh, my whole analysis. Uh, I still like them at seven. All right, I did some other shows. Not as good as this one. Right. And I said, yeah, I like them at seven. Should I buy it down? No, I don't think you need to buy it down, guys. Uh, remember, over the course of a season, uh, buying it up or down, those pennies add up on those losses. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the year, there's only three games left. So everybody wants to put five pounds of bologna in a one-pound bag. They want to, they want to get even or get or get an, or, or make a profit right. by the end of the year. And they, well, there's only three opportunities to do that. Listen, you got to know when to be be aggressive and when to be patient or when to step away. Right. All right. You don't see sports books, casinos, or bookmakers closing. Right. right. There's a reason for that, sports fan. You don't have to bet every game on the board. But this is a game. All right. There are seven and a halfs around. There are still some sevens around around the country. I am happy for Detroit. I really am. You know, this is, this is a, a city steeped in pride and tradition. I mean, but the last time they were happy about anything on the football field, Barry Sanders was in the backfield. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm being honest. Yeah, I know. You know, and I will admit I drank the blue Kool-Aid a couple yeah. of times this season. <laughs> and uh, uh, the excitement from the fans and the media, I do really think might be forcing some people to now play the dog that it moved at seven and a half. Right. I can see it. Remember, guys, a line doesn't have to be sharp. It has to be where the books feel you're, they're going to take action on both sides. Very this important. line, uh, well, let me get into the, the elephant in the room. Yeah, go for uh, it. My aunt did not walk in. She's a big girl. Uh, she's a big lady. You're laughing. I like this crew over here. This guy's shaking his I head. That guy's laughing. No, I no love this crew. I love this crew. The elephant in the room, Debo Samuel. Now, here's the deal, guys. If he would be, if he didn't leave the game last week and he didn't get banged up and they weren't questionable, as of this show, still questionable, this line would be, would have been seven and a half. They would have taken Detroit money, moved it up and down. That's what the books do, all right? We don't know as of this show, but I don't think you're going to have to worry whether he plays or not if you're the San Francisco 49ers. Their offense is loaded, guys. Let's face it, they have a smart quarterback. They have an arsenal of wideouts. Yeah. They have arguably one of the best tight ends in football. And in my opinion, the guy most valuable to his offensive unit in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey, in the yeah. backfield. Yeah. This guy, I mean, he blocks, he runs, Catches. he comes out of the backfield. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, he probably goes and gets the water for them in between the plays, too. <laughs> he does everything. There's nothing this guy can't do. Having said all that, Brock Purdy and the league's fourth-ranked passing attack, I feel, is going to pick apart the Detroit 27th-ranked pass defense yeah. here. Uh, let's be honest, almost every opponent the Lions have faced since early November has put points up on them. It's a big thing, guys, you know. I love. I like the Lions. Like I said, they're a they're a good story this year, and I think they they have a future. I don't think you're going to see the last of them yeah. vying for the NFC title. Um, a huge part of their success offensively is running the ball. They have a, a well balanced offense, but it starts with running the ball, and they're lining up across the second ranked rush defense in the NFL. So even if they slow them down, great. Jared Goff put up impressive numbers this year. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Wait though. <laughs> I, I listen. I'm up while meth dealers are sleeping doing doing my work. I'll be honest. You, Another are, you did text at about 3.30 or 4 I, last I, night. I do it all or the time. You liked a poster song because yeah. I was up 
Sopranos, yeah. the dog's taking them out. And I, I know you get up super early. Well, you, you have to yeah, if you want to make money in this business. This isn't a hobby. This isn't what I do. This exactly. is who I am. And uh, But you look at the schedule this year that Jared Goff has played. He has had five very bad performances. What type of teams did he face? Five teams that are strong in the middle. I don't know another uh, linebacking core as good as the San Francisco 49ers linebacking no, core. I think he's in for a long day here. I really yeah. do. I'm not saying they're going to get blanked. No. But I think he's in for a long day. Uh, and I did say his five worst performances statistically, all teams with strong linebacking cores. Um, I'm happy for the Detroit fans. And like I said, they certainly deserve excitement. But maybe the fans, and more importantly, the team come in here a little overconfident. Okay. And you don't want to come in overconfident against this opponent. Um, the 49ers make very few mistakes. And in a game this big, it's going to come down to mistakes. You know, look at the stats. This Detroit team's committed 23 turnovers. I think the Niners' defense have snagged 27. That's a big number offensively. So the mistakes yeah. will be the difference here. I did say at the beginning of this analysis, about an hour and a half ago, that <laughs> that uh, that I played at six and a half. I still yeah. liked it at seven. It's seven and a half. I still think the 49ers are the play. I think they went by, by nine or ten points. But do your due diligence. Always are on the side of caution. If you do like the Niners, either wait it out or buy them down. I don't see this game going up too much higher unless they announce Samuel will play or won't play. Correct. They might keep that close to the vest until Sunday. But, you know, this line at seven and a half, to be honest with you, I could bet it at uh, plus seven and a half. Hopefully the game lands on seven. I win both sides. But that's I'm just going to go with yeah. what I feel. I'm staying. I'd rather win a bunch. Then try to win a lot more and not win anything. So you see a red Super Bowl. We see Niners Chiefs is what you're thinking. Now you had a blue jacket. I thought you were going Chiefs and Lions because you kind of have a lion thing and a chief thing going. But it could be uh, the red could be. It looks like it could be. You're saying Reds. Over you're saying, I mean, you're saying yeah. Chiefs and Niners most likely. Absolutely, I do feel this way, and I even bet them the, earlier on this earlier on this in the preseason. I rarely okay. bet futures. Yeah, I'd rather have my money where it belongs in my pocket. Right. A lot, no. <laughs> When you tie up your money for five or six months, I hate it. And most of, most of the odds are against you, <laughs> yeah. and anything could happen. I like my money where it belongs in my pocket, but I did bet a small thing on this in the future because I just felt there was money money to be made. In All right. Well, by the way, speaking of that, we have parlay cards. We have uh, we have props, uh, prop cards. We have props. Uh, I still the Lions. I'm, I, I've been saying this for two days. Lions plus nine and a half over. Or sorry, Lions first half over is nine and a half. You're. I feel like. They can get 10 points in the first half. That's just me. I like to bet props because they're silly. I know it's not the smart money, but I, I just the Lions, nine and a half points. I don't know. I can see it. I'm yeah. not going to, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> deter you from betting it. I'm not a big prop guy. Something, you know, something has to stand out for me. Something I always, if I'm going to bet props, especially in the Super Bowl, I always bet it. Will there be, will the game be tied after 0-0? Zero, zero? Right. Guys, I've made a lot of money the last few years doing that in the Super Bowls. I could see that in both of these games. A 3-3, a 7-7, a 10-10. I'm not going to deter you from that. I did look at some of the props they got here because I love what they put up. Yeah. They're meat and potatoes here. They don't have anything fancy, fancy. They've You're got what, what all of us want. Right. They had one of the games, uh, Kelsey, five and a half receptions. I think he averages between five and a half and six and a half. Right, uh, Close. But yeah. he's going to be a big part of this game. And and I just I just looked at it quickly. I didn't do my due diligence and do some studying, but... Over, I thought, but uh, I wouldn't say that you got a loser there. I could yeah. see that. It's well, work. but again, I bet pro he breaks down numbers. He's up at three a.m. I I like to bet props, and who's wearing the diamond jewelry? <laughs> Not me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, quickly, Ryan, anything or live comment? I didn't have my computer working for yeah, live comments. Yeah, a, a bunch of live comments. Yeah, my, my dad, Jason McCormick, wanted me to say a quick hello to you because your father's Jason. Yes, <laughs> I go back twenty five years with yes. Jason. Yes, he remembers me when I had more hair than Frank. I swear <laughs> to God. Oh, give your father my best. I love your father, and I'm so happy for his success. I didn't know you were his son. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to treat you even nicer. Thank you. <laughs> you wanted me to make sure I said hello. Right. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on in the live comments? Um, a, bunch of, a bunch of Joe D love. Um, love the mug. Um, <laughs> go Yankees, go Jets. Um, we've got B-Town Dummy joined in with the uh, only my... people who go to the business center to print things out are, uh, are for <laughs> okay, MapQuest directions in 1998 hey, and passes in 2002. Christian, the printer's right there. I, where, I, uh... <laughs> Actually, wait a minute. I got some friends that live in this hotel, and they, they are in the book, race book every day, Yeah, and they go to the business center to print stuff See? out. But then again, they're all over 80. But I... <laughs> Listen, my stuff isn't stuck. You have some of my stuff. I don't. I had to print out. This is gold, Christian. That's three pages of gold. I didn't even need to print out that much today because we had quite a full show. We had four guests. Is there anything else uh, important that you besides B-Town Dummy making fun of my printing? Um, Ricky Tran says, uh, 
You're a legend. You're I a love legend. Ricky Trent. I don't know Ricky. This must uh, be one of your people. No, you know, I got a lot of people. Well, I listen. You you helped. You you, you we tweeted out. You tweeted out a couple of days ago. You're going to be on the program. Oh. We got subscribers. I uh, by the way to everybody on the panel and everybody watching. Yeah. Frank Greenberg. He's the guy. I told everybody that if they like, subscribe, and DM me, I'm going to pick a name out of the hat before the show. Oh. And Frank's going to come over to your house and either clean it or give you a back rub. Frank <laughs> Greenberg lives in Henderson, Nevada. He expects you to Monday, 6 p.m. He said, wear something comfortable. I, I will. If you can come set up a printer, we got a deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the most packed show we've ever had. This has been one of the most fun shows. You guys have to come out to the South Point and see uh, David Halston, who's doing Sinatra. Sinatra in person. Great, we gotta go. Uh, Let's go. Gotta, I, he's saying it's sold out, but we gotta, we gotta, we'll find out. What anyway. do you mean he's sold out? You're a boss here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they all laugh. I love the battle. He's the best battle I've ever worked with. We gotta give Vinny on this. Anyway, he'll be here at the uh, the showroom here at the South Point. Seven thirty shows tonight and tomorrow. Uh, thank you to Carlos Alzraki. You guys still giddy little school kids listening to the cartoon voices. I love it. Kevin, Kevin likes KC in the over. You also, Joe, also likes Kansas City. That's my strongest bet of the day, I'll be honest with you. Well, I did like San Francisco, and I had him at six and a half, right. but I like the leg of seven. Strong play. I got to tell you, the Chiefs are very strong. I like them outright, but I'll take the points as a gift from the sportsbook. I mean, I mean the man has a shrunken head at the tiki, at the golden tiki's. You got you to go with his right. But we're looking forward to this, Joe. Killer job. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Have a good weekend. Good luck to you betting. We'll be back Monday with results, and then we will have two weeks sitting up to the Super Bowl. That will be right here. Myself, Jeff Parles, and Alex all have press credentials, so we're going to be hitting a lot of these events. We're going to keep you guys informed about what's going on around town for the Super Bowl, or am I allowed to say Super Bowl? The big game screw it. I'm saying Super Bowl. Uh, we're, you know, I'll say it. Yeah, I can't get sued. <laughs> celebrity flag football games. We got the fan experience. We're going to be covering it all. So right here, Punch Science and Sports by the Book will be your home for all the Super Bowl activities. Anyway, good luck to you guys. We will see you Monday. Uh, thank you for Sean and Jerry, who's still giddy, and, and Ryan over uh, Carlos's appearance and, and Joe's appearance. So thank you, everybody. Punchlines live in Nevada. Every show.